Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. We are on the third season. It's incredible. Yoga is actually, the meaning is union. So it's a union of the body, mind, and spirit. It is spirituality. It wow. is. Wow. This is the lowest place in creation. This is where God wants to be known. Growth is growth, no matter how little it is. Oh, absolutely. All the shit that I thought I was is falling away, and every day it falls away, I feel better about life, and I'm able to beat me. Yoga doesn't want you to really forget about the emotion. They want you to move with the emotion. I've never thought of to do that, and I'm doing it right now, and my mind is kind of blown. Okay, so question for you all. Have you tried Reiki yet? And if you haven't, why? <laughs> no, but for reals, it if you haven't done Reiki yet, I highly suggest that you give it a try. Um, for me, the one person that I've been going to that has made a monumental difference in my vibration and my connection with my higher self and my guides has been Heather at um, Breath of Like Reiki. And if you haven't done it, I suggest going to her because she is phenomenal. <laughs> so if you haven't tried it, Go to Breath of Life Reiki 1111 at gmail.com. Send her a little message and get this, you guys. If you mention Lorelei, she will give you 25% off. Dude, that is amazing. So if you've been interested in Reiki and you've never done before or maybe you haven't been doing it or whatever, you want to do it again contact Heather at breathoflifereiki1111 at gmail.com or you can go to her IG because that's where everybody is these days. Also breathoflifereiki1111 and on Facebook, same thing, breathoflifereiki. And if you mention Lorelei, L-O-R-E-L-E-I, she will give you 25% off. So now you have no excuse. Go get you some Reiki, y'all, and tell them I sent you and you'll get a little bit of percentage off. All right. Love you guys check it out okay and now we're gonna try this one out see how this fits how many do you have i have one two three four so wow. this is the third of four super profesh so profesh this is my question i don't know <laughs> i just found an exoskeleton of a bug That's and we gross. kind of freaked out a little bit i thought this place was decent <laughs> you're stupid <laughs> i'm just kidding oh put that in there okay <laughs> it's in there <laughs> Okay, anyway. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. We are on the third season. It's incredible. It's three third, seasons? Three seasons. Keep up the great work. Oh my God, it's real ridiculous. It is, but it's wonderful. <sighs> it does make me very, very happy. And I'm very happy that you're here with me, Julie. Thank you. Who am I? You're Julie Lyons. Yes. And you are like the best. Oh, I am please. so happy Keep you're here. <laughs> Get a round of applause and Yay. seal of approval. <laughs> I am happy to be here. I will say that the positive feedback that we have received 
over our episodes have been tremendous. Yay! Even sharing them on Reddit forums, sharing them on Facebook, sharing them on Instagram, sharing them with people that we know. People are interested in learning how to evolve. Mm -hmm. People are interested in learning about their body more and Mm -hmm. how to connect with it. And people are interested in learning just how to connect with themselves and those around them. So I want to thank you for three seasons. Of a wonderful podcast. Oh, and thank you for being a part of it. Yeah, There's so much gratitude being thrown around. It's so good. It is wonderful. <laughs> now, you came to me this time, and I'm so excited that you're here yes. at the Wellness Center mm-hmm. with me. We're right next to a salt cave. I don't think I told you that. No. Yeah, it's right over there. There's do they do massages and stuff there? I don't know. Okay, well, we're going. I think that they should definitely do that because... I want to get a massage in a salt cave. Some people do. I think that's a thing. There's a, oh my God. We're going. In my life. Okay. We won't be podcasting um, there because we'll be too busy relaxing and enjoying our time and connecting with ourselves. Oh, you want to know something funny? Is initially we were going to be in there to do the podcast episodes because usually. Isabel is in here doing her tarot reads and her sound healing. Oh, because it's Tarot Tuesday. Tarot Tuesday. Yep. But that's okay. That's okay. It's for another time. Yep. It was not meant to be. Yeah. And plus, I don't know if the AC is in there or not. It doesn't matter. We're salt caves. Yeah. I'm ready. And let's do it. Yay. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, I have Julie here with me today to talk more about gut instincts versus psychic vision. And there is a profound connection between the two, and they actually interact quite a bit, but there is a difference in how they operate. And as we were talking about this before we started recording, we realized that Julie has more of a gut reaction with things. That is your psychic work mm-hmm. predominantly. And more of a body-based. Body-based psychic or empath. Yeah. And just being able to feel it. Yes. And which chakra it is through learning, which yeah. we'll get dive into. But I am definitely more body based because if I'm in my head, I I lose all control. You so lose more it. grounding body based mm-hmm. intuition. And then I am the opposite. I am mm. all in my head. I'm very visual. Everything is from me seen. Like I see all the things in my head and I play things out in my head. And that's that is all a part of my my sign as well. A Pisces is one of those people that is very much dreamily floating away in their mind, coming up with all the things, but also very much introspecting all the things as well. So we come across, funny enough, as quiet people, even though we've got so much happening in our heads. And so for me, I see things very, very clearly, but my gut instinct needs a little bit of work. So like I do feel... But it's very muted for me because I feel like my grounding needs a little bit of work. Okay. You know what I mean? That makes sense. So that's why I feel like I have a lot of people in my life that are very thoroughly grounded, that have like a good sense of themselves in the world. And I feel like that makes me feel very comfortable in my body, being around people that are like, I got my feet on the ground. Hey, where are you going? Come here. Let me. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I will say that today when we're podcasting, you provided a plethora of notes. Yeah, I did. As usually, I am the one <laughs> who writes the notes. So I feel <laughs> like the grounding is kind of feeding off of maybe, I don't know, I'm just speaking out loud, that you see that taking notes and being more grounded and more prepared and more getting everything out. Mm-hmm. 
and letting your body decide kind of what works as instead of it just floating around in your head saying taking up your day and because having things in your head and psychically being able to see things can take a lot of time and energy oh my god yeah yep and then i don't realize how much time i've wasted until it's too late right so it's like that grounding is what provides me the structure that i need hence the notes Mm -hmm. and the i came here and like got everything set up so that we could kind of settle in and do the things and and here we are very good yes proud of you Round of applause. Growth is growth, no matter how little it is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I will take it in any sense of the word as I can. Oh, my God. Okay, so what are some good examples of your gut telling you about things? And I know people, as we say this, are already going through their minds about when they've had, oh, my gut's telling me this, or I feel like this isn't, or this is the right thing to do. Can you give us some good examples of what that's like? So there are, to me, there are a different avenues that you can go down with this so we say like when we're going on dating and we're going out on a date you Mm -hmm. get the butterflies and you get the nervousness and you get the gut feeling like this is supposed to happen or you get the opposite where you get the deep pitted root in your stomach and something seems off yeah so a lot of the times you kind of when you're feeling um, your gut instinct you want to determine if it's a good gut instinct or if it's like a negative situation gut instinct. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, they all come in the same location. They do cl- come in my solar plexus. They do come um, kind of deeper um, where something just doesn't, like I feel nauseous. Ooh. Like I feel like something isn't right. Mm-hmm. And my body is saying, I don't really feel comfortable with what was just said to me or what was just done to me. So when people say I feel uncomfortable with blah, 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 they're feeling it in their body. Otherwise, if they didn't feel anything, they wouldn't be uncomfortable. Right. Right. So people who say um, that they get triggered a lot or they're very tapped into their body, they can pick up on a sarcastic comment or they can pick up on a weird innuendo or you like one time I went in the elevator with three dudes and they all looked at each other and said, like, this sounds like a really good time. And uh, I just knew in that moment, uh, not a red flag. Like, oh my God. It, it turns into like a fight or flight thing where I'm like, okay, well, oh, I forgot something. And I get out of the elevator because the fear that I have of the psychic thing of being able to see everything, like I could see how this plays out. Right. But my body is saying, we don't need to even need to do that because we feel it. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't need to be sitting there the whole ride in the elevator knowing trying to figure out are they did they mean that did they not mean that regardless of what it was i was uncomfortable and my body said move Mm, oh my god i love that so there is um, terrifying but it is terrifying but that's the thing it's called the gift of fear Oh, wow. So um, you can research The Gift of Fear. It's a book, and um, it's this gentleman, I forget his name, um, but he talks about it where fear isn't necessarily a bad thing. Hmm. It keeps us safe from being like, well, that kind of seems off. Right. Instead of being blind by it, being like kind of up in the clouds and being like, oh, everything's good. Like, I'm having a really good time. But sometimes it's really difficult to always pick up on things and you have to stay present in your body. So I don't know if I've answered your question, but what I do think about gut instinct is when you feel a nudge, your body is nudging you for a reason. Yeah. 
Yes, I think that that's perfect. Right. Um, and um, I have a friend who, um, when I asked him about that, he said that, you know, he just feels like sometimes it's almost to the point where it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like he's almost passed out because it's so powerful, this this energetic reaction that he's having in the environment that he's in. And generally when it's like bad, I imagine he's talking about when it's when it's bad, it can be so overwhelming that he wants to pass out. I think if it's a, if it's an overwhelmingly good situation, I, I feel like most people feel pretty relaxed. They feel safe right. in their body. You know, they're not having this overwhelming drive of the root chakra being like, alert, alert, you are not right. safe. Get out of this place right now. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, I hear you. Yeah. I also think that when you're, I have learned through my, because I have complex PTSD. So through my years of uh, working with my body to escape fight or flight due to traumas that I've been through, I have learned that being safe means something different to me in my body. Because even if I'm hyper in the sense of, oh my God, I love this guy. Like we're going to get married tomorrow. Like I want to have his babies, like everything. It's still a fight or flight thing because I'm feeling so much emotion and joy. That safety for me is being able to sit next to somebody Mm. and be able to be in their presence. And my body is not on alert. Oh, yes. So I do think that gut instinct is when you have a spiritual connection with somebody, when we talked about the um, spiritual intimacy, you feel it right away. Absolutely. Yeah. It's instant. Right. You might not be able to have the psychic sense where you see everything. Right. But being able to get a little ding and you're like, hi, yeah, you just (laughs) rang my bell. Yeah. And I just want to know so much about you. Let's just let's just sit in each other's spaces. Yeah. Because this feels so good. Because sometimes <laughs> it might be a little ding, and sometimes it might be a blaring alarm. Get out of the elevator. Yeah, get out of the elevator. Oh, my God. That made, that, that opened up me in just a moment you, when you said that. Because it was just like, man. I, and, and maybe that is that, you know, I'm not paying attention because okay. that makes sense for me because I'm and you've in mentioned my head. that before yes and a lot of times that's where my gut is probably screaming at me but I'm not paying attention because I'm in my head and sometimes I'll I'll feel it but I'm like it's fine why are you freaking out you know so what you, I mean you're kind of questioning it and going against your gut like have a seat like yes I have this yes do you feel like that comes from an ego standpoint I'm not sure where it comes from I think there's there's more to it than just my ego even though yes for sure Mm -hmm. but I also feel like there's another aspect that I think is more of like a cultural upbringing in the sense where I've been sort of fostered to 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 question all the things Hmm. and it's like it's so funny because I've also been told as I've gotten older to trust your first instinct with things and I'm like but but I've been told wait I don't know how to so now I'm just really fucking confused right you know what I mean all the time so I generally just lead with what I'm seeing okay and then if I feel something I tend to overanalyze so there, there it is. Everything is moving in my head. And as my lower chakras are working just fine and I'm ignoring them, <laughs> I've been getting a lot of that as of late, like where something's been happening and I feel 
Like, I should be doing this. Like, okay, just a small example. This is a really rudimentary, really <laughs> low thing. But it's a way to listen to when you feel like you should be doing something. Please share. It's, and it's, it's really little. But anyway... We had just gotten one of those Nespresso machines, mm. dude. Did you get the little cups? Yeah. Okay. Dude. It Are is, the cups expensive? They're they're pricey. Yeah. They're not like overly pricey. It's it's still less than a cup of coffee at like Starbucks. Okay. But it is so delicious. And I was just like, ooh, I want my bougie coffee. I'm so excited. And I got super excited <laughs> because Philip bought all the stuff and he's like, yay, here's your thing. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> So we took our Keurig and we put it away. I'm thinking like, no big deal. So my mom lives with us, right? Okay. And she doesn't drink coffee, but she likes those little decaf pods. And sometimes I see her drinking them. And I didn't think that that Keurig, that we needed it anymore, right? Because I didn't think she drank coffee or whatever. And so I had out my my Nespresso. And so like, I get a call today and Philip is frustrated. He's like, your mom is super upset because we got rid of the K-cup machine. And I'm like, it's not, I can get it out. I didn't get rid of it. I just put it away. And he's like, yeah, well, I don't want to get it out because she's super mad. And I'm just going to go, like, this is ridiculous. I don't want to, I'm like, okay. So I went, I came home and I got, and I knew in my head when I got that Nespresso machine, something in me said, hey, I think, I think mom will probably still want to make those K-cups. In retrospect, you look back and knew that you had an inkling. Yes. And then you said what? I said to yourself, oh, it's fine. Just put it away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I ignored that instant that that knowledge that said she's going to want to use those that K-cup machine still. Again, very like low grade like but nothing. even though it's low grade there's a lot there there's still something because there. you also have to put into consideration that your mom might felt like ignored or yeah like hey you took something away that i use every day don't you notice that i use this yeah. every day like do like you not feels, even paying attention and yeah. you're probably thinking like oh i just was so excited that i got something new yeah that i just wanted to make space yeah and that's exactly what i did and instead of like listening to that part of me that was like your mom still likes making her decaf right so maybe keep the Keurig out right so do you notice that when you don't listen to your gut it has to be this whole little circle yeah every single time almost almost and when I when I listen to it everything seems very fluid and things go much smoother like there is there is like not as much resistance now when you go to do the little circle of dancing is what i call it the dance yes when you do the dance to when you have that inkling do you then have a psychic ability to think further into the future of what can transpire if you were to put the coffee maker in the closet did that even register um i i know and the reason why is because i've already resisted the communication and so once the resistance is there, it's almost like you're saying, I'm shutting it down, and then it just stops. Wow. So it's like... So you wear a lot of hats inside of yourself. I really do. It's a, I, There's a lot happening. Well, you have a very <laughs> strong demeanor towards yourself, I which do. can be really hard. It is. And then you have the fun, spirited, free-spirited, like, woo, got a new espresso machine! <laughs> Get rid of everything! All of it. Throw over all the coffee cups. I'm just going to drink it straight. Nobody needs any of right? this Right, because you get excited. Yes. So you just described my other two... Um, zodiac signs which is my virgo rising which is my super like 
like analytical, yes. stressed out, like super hard on myself. Yes. Virgos are very hard on themselves. It's crazy. And like relax. Yeah. And then my Gemini moon, who's like just super social let's get rid of everything and try stuff new and right. let's do all the new stuff and i'm gonna get clay and make my own cups yay yeah. <laughs> it'll be an adventure well then i think that there is that dynamic in yourself when you get to know yourself and you see what works and you don't work because i do think that people don't realize that life is a trial and error yes and when we say people are an old soul and we go back to this, we just think that they are more tapped into themselves without having to, they're able to just connect with themselves without having all these conditioning that they have to unpack. Yes. Yep. Yes. So from what I hear you say is the backpack that you carry with all your conditionings, you, in order to make a decision, have to stop, take the backpack off, open the backpack, pull everything out, but then you forget one thing in the backpack. That uh -huh. was the most important thing because you thought, uh, oh, I just need this binder and this notebook. And you're like, right, but you totally forgot the social studies book. And the pens. And the pens. <laughs> so it's like, how do you know that your backpack is situated? Yeah, I don't. And you no, don't because nobody, I think, is, well, I feel like people are walking around with this metaphorical backpack and they just take things that they want to keep because it makes them feel good. Mm -hmm. But then when some people you'll meet, that you'll open up their backpack and they have nothing to give mm. because they just want to take. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, okay, well, I can fill up your backpack, but now my backpack's getting empty, so what are you going to share with me? So this backpack that we carry around for our whole entire lives, through many lifetimes, yes, is something that a lot of people just wear on their back and don't even want to look into. Oh, and you know what happens with that? It gets heavy. It gets heavy with all the stuff that you don't need anymore. So like right. that would be like that old wrapped up like protein bar that you only ate <laughs> half of and you didn't need it. And it's hard. And it's hard as a rock and yes. sitting at the bottom just causing extra weight. Right. Or like the pens that you already used and lost the ink, those are just chilling in there too. Right. The empty gum container. Or you use your backpack as a trash can. Yep. And, and then now it's starting to smell because you're not opening it and taking the trash out. Yep. Yep. So, so a lot of it is emotional, mental inventory. Yes. Which I feel like we're taking the time to discuss today. Mm -hmm. And if you are listening, then I appreciate and I give you kudos because you are showing up to maybe find different tools to use to clean out your backpack. Yeah. Clean out that backpack. Maybe yeah. put it in the washing machine. Good. Or sometimes you just gotta go, gotta go buy a new backpack. Go and buy a new backpack. But you gotta say, you know, um, has, does it bring you joy? Yes, oh, yes. Does it spark joy? joy? Did does you Marie Kondo it? Yeah, Marie Kondo it. <laughs> I got it. And then when you show. let it go, you say, thank you for traveling with me for the last umph years. Yeah. I think I'm ready for a new backpack. Yep. We have a backpack like that, but I think we're just going to keep holding on to that one. Is that a really child? <laughs> no. Well, actually, you know, I think that, that Philip used it. When he was a in literal high backpack. We're talking about a serious, like a like serious a, backpack. Yeah. A Jan Sport, the kind Whoa. that you carry with you forever and ever. They, that thing has lasted us like over twenty years. It is like the backpack. That's awesome. <laughs> so anyway, so let's talk about psychic vision. Okay. Okay. So I think I've talked about this before. I don't know. Maybe I have, but. 
repeat it. Yeah. So there have been times where I have had a psychic vision and I don't even realize it. And then there are times where I'm like, I'm seeing most immediate things that are like what you were talking about. Like, did you see it happen before it happened? And I'm like, well, no, there is resistance. But sometimes when there isn't any resistance and I do see, oh, okay, I see that this is how this is going to play out. So I'm going to go this route because I know that if I go this route, this is what's going to happen. And, you know, a lot of people call that foresight, Mm -hmm. which is seeing the future, right? Mm -hmm. Because people like to think like, oh, that's just that's just that. And it's like, okay, well, you are capable of foresight. So you are capable of psychic vision. People think, oh, you're going to see what's going to happen in 2022. And I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe. But I think everybody is the capacity to see what will play out. You know what I mean? Um, but you just have to trust it. Okay. Just like you trust your gut, mm-hmm. you need to trust this foresight that you have. And for me, I had this one incident that was really kind of cool. So I was reading this this woman, and um, I was doing a past life tarot read on her. And for some reason, I kept seeing her practicing midwifery in the snow. Like I saw her in like a... like. Can a, you describe what midwifery? Midwifery is like a midwife. So somebody who delivers babies. Got it. Who isn't a physician, but they can deliver babies. And just to clarify, a midwife and a doula are two different things. They're very different. Okay. Doulas are the ones, they're the... um, what they do is they help women cope with the pain of labor. Oh. So they don't, they have a very specific practice, but it has no like medical, if you if you will, leaning. And they do understand certain ways that things right. are going. Like they can understand, oh, you're going to need to do this because this is what's happening in the body. But they don't have like, you know, the licensure to like, you know, right. like that. But when you are a midwife, you have an advanced degree. You have your master's degree in, in nursing to practice delivering babies. And that's what get, puts them a step above just a labor and delivery nurse, mm. is they have this master's degree and they're capable of delivering babies, of repairs, of actually being a assistant surgeon for cesarean sections. Um, And then, you know, in addition to postpartum follow-up and then obviously clinic work in the peri-op or uh, perinatal period. So like, you know, while you're pregnant, they can, you can see a midwife, especially if everything's normal. So they act very similarly as a physician, but they really just do like the normal, less complicated pregnancies and births. Thank you for explaining that of for course. me. Of course. Well, it is my it is my forte, after all. I've been working in it for almost 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you're not just a podcaster? I am not just a podcaster. There are so many hats. Yeah. So many hats. Thank you for oh sharing all your hats. You're welcome. I have so many. So midwifery. Midwifery, yes. Midwifery. I know. I think midwifery is fine, too. I'm just <laughs> no, being a weirdo. <laughs> midwifery. Midwifery. Midwif- Ooh, midwifery. Maybe that's why it has to have an accent. It has to have an accent. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you foreshadowed. No, foreseen. Yes. Midwifery. So she was, I. so she is a midwife. Okay. And so I saw that this was something that isn't new in this lifetime, but this is something that she had been doing in past lives. But in this past life that I was seeing, she was doing this work in very cold, very turbulent climates. So it was like 
in like areas of like the like Eastern European area, like Russia and the Czech Republic and that sort of area. Um, and I saw that she was able to care for women that would deliver their babies in these very cold, very hard environments. And for some reason, I saw her in the snow. Like she was in the snow traveling and she wasn't afraid. She didn't seem upset. She seemed like she knew what she was doing and that everything was going to be okay. I didn't know why that came up, but I, I said, here, here it is. I don't know what that's about. Take, take what it, you know, take from it what you will, basically. So she comes back a few months later, nah, a few weeks later. And she says to me, I have something interesting that I need to tell you. And I was like, okay. And she's like, so that last reading that you did where you said I was in snow and I wasn't freaking out and I was doing okay. And I'm like, yeah. She said, well, um, I went with Will, her husband. She's like, I went with him to, um, uh, to Colorado and we were snowshoeing. And we were having a great time. And we were out and about doing our thing and we lost track of time and we turned around but when we found out it was a little bit too late and it's now dark and we weren't going to make it back in time before, you know, nightfall and everything. So it's dark. And so we ended up staying out in the snow overnight. She's like, but I wasn't afraid. I felt like it's going to be all right. We're just going to hang out out here. We have everything that we need. And then, you know, at dawn, we headed, we just picked ourselves back up and went back to the car and then we headed back and. And it was okay. And she was like, I just thought that that was so interesting that you pointed that out to me, even though you didn't really know what was going on and why that was a message or why that needed to be said. But it was very clear to me. And as soon as I was in that position, I knew everything was going to be okay. That's awesome. I was like, what? <laughs> and those are the moments that probably shocks you. Yes. Yes. And it's like, I don't know why I'm having this vision, but I'm just here to tell it to you. I'm just here to say what it is and take from it what you will. Right. And then it's just, and the thing is that makes me so happy is that validation later. Yeah. Where she's like, hey, I got to tell you this thing. And I'm just like, wow, I actually might have something that could be very useful and helpful to people. I just have to speak and let them know, you know, whether it seems ridiculous or (laughs) not useless or not useful, at least it's been said. And if, you know, however long down the line, if it actually happens, hopefully they'll remember and say, oh, yeah, it's okay. I was told. And I do think that it that probably helped her connect with herself in that moment. Yeah, I think so, too. Because I think it gave her a level of confidence. Like, I, I feel so comfortable because I've done this before. Yep. And, and my gut be- instinct knows everything's going to be fine. Yep. Because, two, as with gut instincts... I feel like you trust your gut instincts more. And I thank you for sharing that. That was a beautiful story. I just want to recognize that. Thank you. I do think with gut instincts that it comes with experience. Yes. It comes with trial and error. It comes with standing up for yourself and being an advocate for yourself and approaching different people and seeing how things played out. Yes. Because I do think like when we're young and naive, like as children, we're so free that we don't even think of the consequences. We yeah. don't even think if we throw a ball in the house, something's going to break. Yeah. Because what do we know? Yeah. Like, we're just here to have fun. Mm-hmm. There's no psychic ability other than the fact that I am aware that I am having the time of my life and yeah. this is fun and I want to keep experiencing that. Right. But then in that moment, the kid gets shut down with their 
playing in the house because the parent can foreshadow mm. and predict and see that playing in the house isn't going to be kind to my things, especially yeah. glass things. Right. Like windows or whatever. Yes. So I think that the learning aspect of learning how to ride a bike, you have to fall down a couple times in order to get the gut instinct to know, okay, I'm teetering over, so let's adjust that way. Mm -hmm. Or that didn't work, I fell off the bike and I scraped my knees. It can create fear and anxiety because we don't want to get hurt, but it also can create this ability to trust ourselves and know that when we fall off the bike, that metaphor, when you fall off the bike, you just get back on. Yes. It is developing an awareness yes. of not only good, but also the potentially dangerous, right? right? So it is developing, okay, so when I did this, this is what happened. So what do I need to do in order to forget this to not happen? Because when you're a child, like you said, you're just fully present. Yes. There isn't a thought of like back thinking or forward thinking. There's no thinking. stress. There's no anxiety of the future. They are just living in the moment. Yes. And it's beautiful, but it also can be very turbulent for the, you know, parentals <laughs> trying not to let them kill themselves. Right. You know. And I've learned that you just have to be open and honest with anybody that you're trying to express what you're feeling to. Mm-hmm. I'm really nervous with you playing using the ball in the house mm-hmm. because I feel like everything's gonna break. Oh, well, we'll be safe. We won't break anything. Yeah, but that's not the way the ball and gravity and force works. Yeah. Physics says no. Yeah. So let's go outside and do it. (laughs) Yes. yes. You know, it's just like, I want you to have fun, but now you know we can't do it in this environment. And that's where boundary setting happens. That's where gut instinct happens when you're in a relationship. And I have had women tell me like, oh, well, I just let him treat me like shit for five years. Mm. And now we're broken up and I feel like an idiot. And, sh- and then some of them say, I feel like I've seen all the red flags this whole entire time. My body is telling me, but my mind can't see past this image that I've already created. Mm. So when we get in relationships too, or romantic relationships, or even friendships, or platonic relationships, there is this expectation that we created in our mind where if it doesn't play out that way, my gut instinct tells me that's not what's lining up and aligning with my story that I've created. But it's also saying, hey, I'm gonna mold you and shape you into what I need you to be instead of letting them be them tr- their true authentic self and adjusting accordingly. So the gut instinct is to say, I don't like this feeling, change it. Hmm. Because my, my prediction or my psychic ability is already out and it's created by me Mm. not by connecting to source right yep and i think that there is a difference between connecting to source source psychic ability versus this is the idea this is the picture that i'm painting ah yes and this is what i want it to look like right so there needs to be some serious discernment yes there and recognizing when it is coming from a higher perspective versus just coming from one perspective, yes. which is zero. <laughs> because two, our body can tell us, I don't like the way I'm being treated, but I'm engaged to be married and I have a house with a picket fence and everything in my picture is looking good, but I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I'm not happy. Why am I not Why happy? Why am I not happy? Yeah. Why am I having issues expressing myself? Why am I not being heard? Why you get into this exploratory thing and it's really exhausting. Yeah. And some people don't even want to travel down that road because they know how much work it's going to take and how much emotion it's going to so then they just let it slide let's just get married just live 
in the house. Like, I'll just sacrifice my own feelings. I'll just live this life. This is it. This is all it's ever going to be. But they don't realize that you are a creator. Yeah. And you get to choose and everybody will fall in line based off of what you decide, whether it's good or bad. And your gut instinct is what is so important to follow in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And then your vision changes, I feel like. Oh, yeah. When you align your body and align your gut intuition, the vision of what you thought, and it's called an awakening, or it's called a dark night of a soul, or it's called like this thing where you realize, I don't want that house in this white picket fence if I have to feel like this. Yeah, which is wow what a transformation and what a what a hard thing to realize but also bittersweet and beautiful at the same time and i hope that everybody who has ever been in that situation where they had to choose what felt right to them versus the picture that was in their head knows how hard that choice must have been yeah because that's resiliency that's um maintaining Mm self-respect because everything in my opinion all aligns with how you feel Mm -hmm. regardless for me because I'm a gutter Mm -hmm. you're a more visionary yes that for me I don't care what it looks like as long as I know that my body is regulated and I feel safe Hmm. because I have been in plenty of situations where I do not feel safe and it's not a good feeling no no and I now with heavy work and deep work and self-reflection can adjust accordingly. So now my vision that I want to create, it makes me nervous and I get those butterflies and tingles because I haven't been able to get the pleasure that I want yet. Hmm. So it feels different. Yeah. It doesn't need to feel chaotic and hard and nervousness. And like I have to run to the bathroom because I have the nervous poops. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we all have that. We yeah, get it. That's it, your body saying, oh, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. <laughs> get get rid of all this shit. Get it out. <laughs> get the demons out. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like it sometimes. It really does. So. <laughs> Eliminate. Right. Well, I feel like we all have had at least a moment in our lives where we looked around, saw what we created, and felt this pure joy that one, I created this, two, I got myself here, and three, I am present and enjoying this. Yes. And then you take a little mental (laughs) snapshot. Click, click. If you're an office fan, you know exactly what scene that is. It makes me so happy. Jim and Pam. Jam. Sorry, I've been rewatching the office. Have you? Again. On what? They took it off of... Um, Peacock. Wow. The Peacock app, yeah. It's the NBC app, and they've got all the Look things. Look at you. I know, it's really Peacock. The Peacock. Okay, so I think I think we should probably cap it there. Do you feel like that's good? I feel like that's good. I just want to make sure that your explanation of psychic ability was fully expressed to your standards. Oh, I feel like it. I mean, I feel like the... The explanation isn't something that is very big. I mean, honestly, I feel like if you can lean into your foresight and be able to actually trust that, it is the same as when you feel your gut telling you that this doesn't feel right or this does feel right, and to to lean into that, it is this. It's the same. It's a similar thing. And if you've got both, damn, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
So it is the, it's the same sort of thing, the leaning into what you're seeing ahead of you and what feels right about it. You know what I mean? So it's a combination of the both the things, but understanding which is which is really important. I feel like a lot of people, there's a stigma and sort of like this, I don't know, with, with psychic vision. And it's like, it's not all like this weird gypsy woman with a crystal ball. <laughs> it is genuinely something that people can do just on a daily basis and they don't know what to call it other than something benign. Well, and that's why they call it a gift because yeah. not everybody has it. Right. But everybody comes to you to say, hey, like, tell me what next week looks like for me. Right. Well, if you're driving down the street on a flattening tire, it sounds like you're going to blow out your tire. I know. You're welcome. Sometimes it's just logic. Sometimes it's just common sense. Yes. Yes. But some people can't see that because they're too clouded mm-hmm. with everything in anything that they are in the moment with right or the ceiling of the dogma of religion too breaking through that ceiling can be such a freedom from being able to express yourself fully and being to lean into those things that you have inherently but you can't really express fully because you have things that are saying this is as far as you can go everything else is sinful and that's that's that I think we'll end that there. I think we'll end it there. (laughs) That took a dark turn. I know. Sorry. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) I get that way sometimes. No, it's fine. It's another Piscean quality. Go dark? That's a Scorpio policy or whatever tendency yeah it is scorpios really do go dark but they like yeah your tire's gonna blow out and you're in an elevator and you're about to get hijacked you know like shit happens they're like the game of thrones yes with the like slow painful deaths they're like the door hold oh no okay well we're getting really depressing and that's not what we wanted no we're trying to uplift you yeah so sorry (laughs) (laughs) okay you guys don't forget to like and subscribe to third eye with lorelei and thank you so much for listening today and thank you julie for being here of course thanks for having me and i hope everybody enjoys this podcast episodes and the other ones we've done and the new ones coming out the new ones are that are coming out so anyway you guys listen in next week for more amazingness and i love you all very very much and love and light to you all and this is the last one cool we're supposed to sound like this on the last one (laughs) okay so i'm talking now say something hi (laughs) i'm julie oh my god i like to talk (laughs) okay now let's try this one out and see hi (laughs) how's it going what you doing (laughs) where you at are you you got plans don't say that don't say that (laughs) We do not own the rights to that song. We do not. (laughs) We're not rich, bitch.
If you would like an intuitive tarot reading or a past life tarot reading, be sure to contact me at my website at www.thirdeyewithlorelei.com and third is spelled with a three R-D, not T-H-I-R-D. Or you can contact me on my Instagram account or on my Facebook account. You can DM me and we can set up some time to get your reading in as soon as possible. In-person reading is accepted at this time. Also, readings over Zoom are accepted. So make sure to contact me and let me know what you need, you guys. Love and light to you all. Thank you.